Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy to have you joining me today. And as always, downloading and subscribing. I really appreciate it. And I'd also really appreciate it if you're liking the podcast to head over to iTunes and leave a review because my family can only do so much. We are just not that big. Um, okay. So on today's episode, I speak with Dr. Sandy Norby and Dr. Michelle Colley. So Michelle is the CEO of Performance Physical Therapy, a multi-clinic private practice with over 130 employees in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. She is a graduate of Otago University Physiotherapy Program in New Zealand came to America in 1994 to gain additional clinical experience. And obviously she liked it so much she stayed. She completed postgraduate studies at MGH IHP in Boston, Massachusetts, followed by becoming a board certified clinical specialist. Michelle chairs the National Private Practice Marketing and PR Committee and devotes much of her time to advocating for the profession of physical therapy. The performance physical therapy team has received multiple awards, including the 2012 Rhode Island Outstanding Philanthropic Business Award, and the 2014 Prestigious National Private Practice of the Year Award. With over 25 years of experience, Michelle has provided clinical instruction, published articles, and presented at local and national level on physical therapy, marketing, entrepreneurship, and leadership. And then we have Dr. Sandy Norby. She is the CEO and co-founder of Hometown Physical Therapy. This Iowa-based corporation provides a practice model for ownerships and champions the leadership of women in physical therapy. Sandra has served on many leadership positions in the APTA and PPS, including being named a member of PPAC and two terms as a director on the PPS board. She was awarded the 2017 APTA Federal Advocacy Leadership Award for her instrumental work on making locum tenens a reality for physical therapists. Sandy received her physical therapy master's degree from the University of Iowa and her DPT from the University of Montana, Missoula. She has an expertise in compliance and billing and has been a speaker at many state and national events on topics that include technology, leadership, and championing the success of women in physical therapy. And I should add, this year in November, we have the private practice section meeting and Dr. Sandy Norby is running for president of the private practice section, and she's running unopposed, so I kind of think she's got it in the bag. And if we're talking about running for offices, I am also running for the nominating committee. So if you're a member of the private practice section, go on and vote. You can vote actually right now, um, or you can vote if you're going to the private practice section meeting in November, but vote for Sandy and vote for me. Okay, so in this episode, we talk about reflections on the Women in PT Summit and how just what an emotional day it was, and we all came back feeling so empowered and wonderful. 
what it takes to open a private practice and be a female entrepreneur, why prioritizing self-care may improve your ability to lead others, and the future of the private practice section and public advocacy of physical therapy, and much, much more. So these are two powerhouse ladies here, people. So if you have any questions for them, we have links in the show notes at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. If you want to know how to run a business, how to be a leader, these women are people you should be following, you should be asking questions of, because they are nothing short of amazing. And with that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode with Sandy Norby and Michelle Colley. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Long time no chat. I can't say long time no see, but long time no chat. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's great to be here. You bet, Karen. Nice to see you again. Okay. So for all of you who are not quite sure what I'm talking about, the three of us were just at the Women in PT Summit uh, this past weekend in New York City. And it was for me... I'm like very proud of it, and I thought that it was a very emotional day and a very positive day and something that I would love to see more of in the PT profession, Um, but those are some of my very quick thoughts, but I would love to know your thoughts, ladies. You are both speakers on our entrepreneurial panel, Um, so Michelle, let me go to you. What were your thoughts on the summit, and um, what were some of your key takeaways? Um, Well, first of all, it was an excellent summit as far as just administratively how well it was run. And that's obviously thanks to you, Karen, and your team. Um, But I will say it is definitely an event that I'll be excited to to return to. I believe it was an event that was a room of predominantly women with some brave males there that was an extremely safe place and we were lucky enough to have the president of the APTA there, Sharon Dunn, who was the opening speaker, who really set the scene to have a day of a lot of presenters and dialogue and emotions that went from like the very new physical therapist to the well-seasoned. And I think it was an atmosphere that really gave and really inspired inspired woman to have to have that voice and that voice that we tend to be a little little timid of about um, but really trying to help women have that courage have that confidence to go after their goals and their dreams so they can be successful in their professional careers as physical therapists so I definitely enjoyed the event and would be a proponent and supporter for anyone interested because you're going to walk out of there and you're going to feel comfortable, confident, you're going to be excited and um, and, it, and it's a great networking event. You're going to see meet and see many other women who are, that you're going to be able to support and that are going to be able to support you. So those were my sort of main takeaways. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And Sandy, how about you? Oh, I just echo uh, what Michelle said about the the great summit that you and your team put together. So again, thank you. Um, I purposely sat at a table where I didn't know anyone and sat next to some some young physical therapists that were really trying to figure out, you know, what they wanted in life. And, uh, you know, like Michelle said, that Dr. Sharon Dunn set a very 
um, interesting uh, tone of authenticity. She shared some stories about her growing up and what has shaped her into the professional that she is and really allowed us to have an open mind and, and an open uh, with each other to be able to say those things as well. And um, I, I've used several things. Uh, I think my husband, I talked to Xerox when I got home about what a great networking conference it is and, and how much I learned about myself. I had to go grab my, my planner here to see, you know, my takeaways. And a couple of them was um, the gal that's the president of the home health section. She says, you know, don't give away our magic. You know, we've got such a unique talent base and we tend to, you know, want to give it away for free and we really don't, we can't do that. And, you know, when you work hard, you need to have some fun too. And, and I'm, I'm glad that my kids uh, recognize that uh, we do that. We work really hard, but we have fun. And, you know, I want to let the listeners know too, that this is a great summit. You don't have to be a practice owner. Um, I really feel that each of us with our professional degree, we are our own practice, no matter who signs our paycheck. And I think this event is really one that can empower the female physical therapist to really become that professional that she can be. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad that you said it wasn't just for female business owners, because it certainly isn't. You know, we had people there like Dee Cornetti, the president of the home health uh, section. She sort of was our first power talk speaker, which is like a TED talk. And she was just fabulous. Um, but I think it is important to know that it's not just for women who want to own their own practices, but that we had women there who work in the school systems. We had an officer in the Navy who's a physical therapist in the Navy mm -hmm. who I will, I told her I will hound her for a year until she agrees <laughs> speak next year. And, uh, and I will, I will hound her for an entire year. Um, but it, a lot of students were there. We have some great student volunteers and, and the, the discussions, I think what a lot of people think it is, is like content, like clinical content. And it's not clinical content. It's more of a leadership summit. And, Yes, there we do have the entrepreneurial panel, which the two of you were a part of, and I thought that was a really great panel about you guys kind of sharing what worked for you and what didn't, but there's much more than that. Mm -hmm. And speaking, speaking on, on your panel specifically, can, maybe we can give the listeners a little snippet of kind of what some of the questions were that we spoke about. And I think if my, my memory serves me correct, one of the questions was, um, what barriers or roadblocks did you hit as you were building your business? And how, what did you do to overcome them? So I'll let either one of you take this one first. And we'll just go with maybe one or two, because we all know we've had like a million. Well, Michelle uh, was definitely the, the the funniest person in the room on Saturday. So I think she should go first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's because I followed Sharon Dunn, and she basically gave us permission to be as authentic as possible. Um, I guess I will tell the story, because I do think it is interesting, and every woman deals with it as you know, one of my barriers is that, well, was that I always, you always think of yourself as a woman and whatever choices you make, you're like, I, you know, I've got challenges. How are people looking at me and judging me and what's the right role? And should I be a leader? And should I be a PT or a teacher? You, you know, that you, unfortunately, us women do a lot of like 
worrying what people think of us. And then I often think we, we unfortunately use that victim model, which I would definitely do. And I am involved in a peer-to-peer group. And peer-to-peer is something that um, is one of the programs that that's sponsored and done through the private practice section. It was originally started, I think we're going into our third year, and it's this wonderful opportunity to be placed with peers and with colleagues that you are um, not not um, geographically, you complement each other, so you're not competitive to each other, but they really set you up with groups of people that you ultimately are going to feel safe with and ultimately develop these really professional relationships where you can really challenge each other. So they turn into very much being your mentors. Um, I was lucky enough to be on one of the original peer-to-peer groups and in that group being the only female, I you know, did a lot of bringing up the female card. Like, you know, for example, oh, when I, when I do refinancing with a bank, you know, I have to deal with different things to what a man does because I'm a woman. As a leader, I'm a woman. I'm thought of differently, et cetera, et cetera. And um, a very significant event, and, and I will say thank you to the males that I am on the peer-to-peer group with as they sat me down and said, look, enough, Michelle. Stop playing the woman card. Stop being a victim and stop using that as an excuse and just be yourself and trust yourself and be authentic and move forward and stop worrying what people think. So for me, that was, it it was kind of an, it was just kind of a, almost a career and life changing event. And I would credit the um, colleagues on my peer to peer group for having the courage to say those things. But it really helped me forward, move forward and become much more confident and authentic with who I was as an individual rather than thinking, oh, I'm a woman. Why am I different? Mm, and I think that's great advice. And I love to stop worrying about what other people think. I'm kind of getting there, but not quite. <laughs> but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get to the point where I don't care as much but I think I'll always care a little bit but I am definitely I think, and I think we and I think we always care I think we always care what people think and if mm-hmm. someone says they don't care what people think then I, I you know I guess I don't think that's I shouldn't say this but I don't think they're being true like I think we all care of course we care what people think however we still can't, we can't stop it from changing who we are and we need to be, have the courage to be authentic and not change who we are for other people. And we just have to hope that, you know what, I hope they, people respect it, appreciate it, like it. And if they don't, then that's okay. Yeah, I yeah, think really- that's, yeah, go ahead, Sandy, sorry. Oh, I, I think it's, I'm just sitting here, you know, being from rural Iowa and hearing you, Karen, saying that in New York City, because, you know, I have this, you know, you're in a, you're in a city of millions of people and, you know, and I'm here in a community of maybe 5,000 people. And, you know, so, um, you know, when I do something, the, you know, the gossip talks, if, you know, and those kinds of things. So thanks for sharing that. I, I you know, I don't really uh, understand. I keep saying, well, if I lived in a larger city, I wouldn't have that issue. So thanks for being authentic on that. Yeah, no, I still have that issue, you know, and I often wonder where that, how that, affects my leadership qualities. You know, after 
reading Lolly's, Lolly Daskal, who was our second keynote speaker, her book, The Leadership Gap, I'm like, I wonder if that's part of my leadership gap, you know, not but caring too much what other people think and trying to conform to that versus leading, like Michelle said, from that, a place of more authenticity. So it's like always mm -hmm. a work in progress, right? Yes, most definitely. Uh, my, uh, you know, my, my biggest uh, problem uh, or concern was um, uh, I'm pretty Pollyanna, you know, and we have an aggressive growth strategy and a partnership model because I really want to help mentor other therapists to get into ownership if they if that's their goal. And and um, and so I I tend to be um, think that everyone has the secret sauce or that special sauce. And, uh, and it's been a, it's been an eye opener for me to realize that, you know, it takes a lot of mentorship, a lot of training, and sometimes it just takes the right person or the right personality and drive to be in that kind of position. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, you know, I think Sandy went on the panel, you said, you know, you just, you're like, I just want to see everyone happy and I want to see everybody pleased. And I want to try and please everyone. And, and that can kind of lead you down into this dangerous spiral, right? Yes, it definitely can, and, and understanding that uh, not everybody's wired the same way. And I'm, I'm glad you talked about Lolly's book, um, and I took notes, even though I read each of the chapters, and I realized that sometimes when things aren't going quite the way they should in your business, I, I tend to let panic come in, and I really recognize that I would fall into my gaps. And, um, you know, if, if I'm a navigator who leads out of trust and, and something's not going right, I can be the fixer who's arrogant and, and thinks I know all the answers, how to turn the ship around. And, and so those were, that was a great uh, presentation and one of the takeaways I took from the conference as well. Yeah, agreed. And Michelle, were you going to say something there? Um, I think really Sandy said it all, you know, I, but I do think one of the things is even for all of us who work I think it's always a work in progress. You never get to that stage where you always feel like, oh, I can be authentic and confident. I think there's always a little bit of us that each day, it's hard work. I mean, every day I have to be in challenging situations where I have to think, okay, you know, here it goes again. Take a deep breath in. You know what's right. You know who you are and you have to feel comfortable doing that. Like it doesn't just suddenly you wake up one day and think, oh, I can just bear it all. It, it takes it takes work every day and you've got to surround yourself with the right people. You've got to take care of yourself. You have to be responsible for all of those things so that you continue to can continue to be authentic and true and real to who you are. Yeah. And I think one of the other things for me that came up during the summit is the need for us to take care of ourselves and to add self care into our routine and to, you know, make sure that we're not being so overextended. And this came up a couple of times on your entrepreneurial panel from both Amy and Ava, uh, Amy Stein and Ava Norman, was that yes, you own a business and yes, you're responsible for all of these people within your business. But if you're not responsible for yourself, then that's gonna trickle down to only harm, harm you and your employees, your business, your patients has a huge trickle down effect. So what do you guys do to keep yourself healthy and to take care of yourself? <laughs> uh, funny that you asked that. I'll, I'll jump in just quick because uh, the day after the private practice concert, uh, conference in Chicago is a women-only half marathon, and I signed up for it last night. It'll be my fifth half marathon this year. 
Um, but uh, I didn't want to wait till our, our traditional one in the first of February in Southern California to keep up my exercise routine because I knew I'd fall by the wayside if I didn't have to be ready for that one. What? <laughs> so you're going to have, what, two and a half days of a conference and then you're going to run a half marathon? Oh, yes. Yes, That's yes, yes. awesome. <laughs> and is that half marathon, is that in Chicago? It is. Um, I think we should let our listeners know it's called the um, the Soul Shiro. It's about women heroes and the, and our souls to the ground to be united. So you'll have to look that one up. And um, yeah, it's Sunday morning after the conference. Are you serious? I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> so obviously because you're going to be a future president of PPS and. Um, and of course, Karen will be our, um, on the nominating committee. So we have these <laughs> we'll people see. here that are running on board. <laughs> that um, the PPS annual event, you know, I don't know if, if all the listeners have gone to it, but um, I will say one of the things I have to do after that event is actually basically sleep for three days. So I'm not sure how you're going to run a half marathon because it is an event that is, Yes, of course, socially it's wonderful, but it's exhausting, but it's because you never stop because there is so much educational material, um, which is awesome and which goes on all day and even into the evenings. But um, it's the people and, and having gone year after year for many years, you know, I've developed friends and colleagues from all over the country that I've learned so much about, so much from, and no matter where I am in my career, I've been able to just pick up the phone and call someone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I don't know how you're going to run a half marathon after that. <laughs> I don't know either. It'll be Mon- <laughs> I'll crash on Monday. How about that? Oh my <laughs> yeah, you will. Good Lord. Okay, Michelle, what do you do for self-care? <laughs> um, well, yeah. I, I guess I put running as my meditation, my exercise, my escape. It's hard for people to um, see this in me, but I'm actually quite an introvert and really need that time on my own to decompress. And running's about the only thing I can find to do on my own. And when I mean running, I'm not like a three-miler. My, what I really love to do is the ultra marathons and long, long distance. So... On a weekly basis, you know, I run most days. I listen to my books and my podcasts when I run and because um, I'm not very good at sitting still. But, you know, those are all the things I know about myself. So, yeah, I make that time to run. It's a priority. I mean, I have a busy life. I have a multi-clinic practice. I have young kids. I have animal. You know, I have a lot going on. But I definitely make it a priority that I have to fit that run in each day. Jeez, I am like the laziest person ever here. <laughs> Holy cow. I usually just watch, like, uh, real, I watch like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and why. <laughs> you guys are running ultra marathons and half marathons. I got to get it together. Um, Don't yeah. worry. I have, a glass of, I have a glass of wine every night. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, that makes me feel a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeez, maybe I should forego Lisa Vanderpump for some more running um, or something. Uh, But that's great. And I think it's important that, you know, you both have multiple clinics. You're both very busy. You've got a lot on your plate. But I think it sets a good example that you take time for yourself and to do things that kind of fill you up, you know, kind of fill up the tank, if you will. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. super important. Um, anything else? I'll, I'll say this one more, one other thing that I thought from the summit that I was uh, like in tears about was when uh, Ellie Summers did her, her power talk. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I went up to moderate the panel afterwards and said, oh, you know, I can't believe I'm crying. And I wasn't joking. I cannot believe, like, it was so mm-hmm. emotional. And I think she said what a lot of people want to say, um, and that as women, we need to be better supporting each other and amplifying each other. I see it a lot and the men in our profession are really good at that. They're really good at promoting each other and I don't know, being affiliates for programs for each other. And I think it's something that maybe us women need to get a little bit better at so that we are a little bit louder and that we can kind of come together and and be this super amplified voice versus just the one-off here and there. You know what I mean? I completely agree. And I I think there was a lot of tears in the room when Ali spoke because she really had an amazing story about how her life had changed over the last year, which really was initiated from going to the Women's Summit last year. Mm -hmm. And obviously she gained a lot of, um, did a lot of, self-reflection and gained a lot of confidence and to be able to make some major changes and I think what you're saying Karen it's a common problem women are not good generally at supporting each other and amplifying each other and I don't really understand why um, because you see the men do it they just naturally support each other and for some reason so I don't know if it's because women feel like they we all sort of have a little bit of that imposter syndrome that sneaks mm-hmm. in. Are we silly? Mm-hmm. Should we be building this person up? Are we the right people to be doing it? I think it's not so much that we're not very good at building other people up. It may be more our own imposter syndromes coming in that are like, oh, am I the right person to be building? Do I have the credibility mm-hmm. to um, really say, you know what, Karen, Lipsy's awesome. We should be listening to her and getting out there and really like, who am I to say that? So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's my personal thought. Like, is it to do with, with females being just you know, just not feeling like they have the credibility or they have the voice. And we do need to amplify it. And it does come back to having that true confidence. And it's part of the gap that Lolly spoke about is how do we get women to move past that? And I, I mean, I said to some of the younger women who were at the summit on Saturday, I said to them, and they were, they were such smart, beautiful, great young women who are also enthusiastic and to all of them, I said, look, you know, you young women are actually lucky. Like, like, peer up with the mentors here. You've got us here to help you. You know, I'm in my mid-40s and made so many mistakes during the years and had to really seek out resources. But I'm excited for this next generation because we're right there to help them and get them to the places, those places of more confidence that mm-hmm. we sort of had to, like, really learn the hard way to get there. So I kind of went off track there a little bit. I apologize, but I think it's about how do we in our generation push our next generation to have that confidence and to have that sound and amplify them and be like, you know, don't be scared and get rid of that fear. It's going to be okay. Mm, Absolutely. Sandy, how about you? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And for listeners that weren't at the conference, um, the speaker specifically talked about uh, sexual harassment in the workplace and inequality of pay, 
when her and her husband both worked for the same employer, same year of graduate, and he made considerably more money than she did. And, you know, I think about the, um, you know, we're, all of us were spread across the entire country and the use of social media, you know, our, our Facebook pages, LinkedIn, I, man, I think I gained another 50 people, but you know, all of these, all the ladies, all of us women now have a confidant or a connection that we can say, Hey, this is happening in my life. What do you think I can do? And I know at a drop of a hat, we'd all be very willing, you know, and, and to help them out. And, and I think about too, what Michelle said, you know, um, building kind of that, that tribe around us and, um, you know, uh, credit practice, uh, you know, conference is one of those for me where you can go and connect with people and be authentic and, and just get that network of people, female issues, um, you know, some of our male colleagues as well, obviously they're, they're great confidence to have, but I think the drive of the social media really makes me excited on how you can connect across the country and just feel like you're next door, you know, and, and be able to reach out to the people that you've met that, um, just to bounce ideas off for problems that you're having. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we spoke a little bit here and there about the PPS conference, but that is coming up in the beginning of November. Um, and Sandy, since you will be, well, you're up for election running unopposed for president of the PPS section. So I kind of feel like it might be a slam dunk for you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anything can happen. I guess you could write in. I don't think that's how it works, though. Um, so what what are you looking forward to to the PPS conference this year? Oh, I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody. We've actually are on track to be at this is going to be our, our well, our most attended conference, which was a little bit shaky. You know, it's in Chicago in November, but we're going to we're going to break our, our attendance records uh, by far. So that one is really, really exciting. Um, you know, just looking at um, looking at the board makeup right now and all the amazing volunteers that we have um, and how that's going to really help us set our goals and, and, and get those achieved over the next three years is, is pretty exciting. So I think one of the things, the skill set that I bring is that I'm a, um, a bridge maker. Um, I can definitely rub elbows with our experienced leaders in the association, closer to their age probably, but I love technology and social media and I get, uh, you know, all the emerging leaders and all everybody's, uh, you know, needs and, and what they, they're desiring in the career. So I'm really looking forward to serving our association for a couple years ahead. Yeah, and we look forward to having you as part of that. And Michelle, so you're the head of the marketing committee. Um, so yeah. what, I'm sure that brings its own singular challenges. Um, so what are you looking forward to for PPS and what do you want people to know about it? From a marketing standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, the, you know it's it's interesting that the messaging and of how we communicate what private practice physical therapy is and how we get that message out to our consumers has been this ongoing debate for many many years and. The PR and marketing committee um, began. I think we started five years ago. And we've had hours and hours of debates about how we message what we do because overall we haven't done a great job. But I will say in the last couple of years, it's been really refreshing to see it evolve 
and see people using social media. I think that is a huge benefit for our profession and see um, private practitioners. And, and when I mean private practitioners, it doesn't have to just be people in private practice. It's nice to see, though, the practices in the community are not just the traditional orthopedic you know, outpatient. We're getting women's health. We're getting cash-based practices. We're getting niche practices. We're getting more home health. So to get this more diversity and get people out on social media, really talking about the value of what we do and not say the stuff we do, oh, we dry needle, we manipulate, et cetera, et cetera, but really getting out there and saying, you know what we do is we bring, we, we bring quality to people's lives. We get people back to doing what they love to do and helping give all of our physical therapists a voice to be able to confidently say that to not only our patients, but our, but the um, all the consumers and all the people out there. So, the marketing and PR committee is initially a lot of what we've done is produced a lot of educational material for people. With we have a whole series of marketing 101 videos that are on the learning platform. We have a monthly toolkit that goes out, which is for members to repurpose with press releases, newsletter things, Facebook posts, Twitters. Um, we have a product called the Fit Factor, which is an online questionnaire that um, people can use to assess where their overall fitness and health is. And most recently, we launched um, at My Phys Therapist, and this is um, a Facebook and Twitter handle that is really pushing out consumer-ready information that physical therapists can actually just repurpose in their communities. Again, trying to we're just trying to give the products and the messages to make it easier for physical therapists to get this information out so we can really continue to push that message to the consumers about the value of what we do. And there's more and more awareness of obviously the negative ramifications of opioids and, you know, imaging may not be the solution to every low back problem. You know, our, our um, consumers are evolving as our payers are in our system. But it's a, an exciting time, I think, for PTs, knowing we'll get the most number of PPS. I think we're all learning how to advocate more, better for our profession because we are all respecting and understand the value of it. Yeah, and I, that was beautifully said. And I, I have to say, I like the monthly toolkit. I was like, is this is that new? That monthly tool. Well, I think when did that start? It's interesting. I was like, oh, I like this. This is pretty cool. And it just, it's kind of like a no brainer. You know, you don't have to, like, as a member, I feel like I don't have to think too much, which, you know, sometimes you don't want to be thinking all the time. Um, and so it makes it kind of, it's very user friendly, put it that way. Okay. And that was exactly our point. Most of the original things that our committee worked on were more educational for members. We're like, how do we teach our members how to do marketing and PR? Um, but, you know, everyone's really busy. So we did start the P the toolkit. It was more just a press release, actually, that started out around about three to four years ago. And we had a whole media core of people that would push it out more into the media. And it's evolved, really. And, and one of our members um, has really taken it and pushed it into this toolkit. And I think what's helped the most is having PPS really push it out once a month to the members. And it's in such a user-friendly 
um, format that, yeah, that's what we want. We want you just to take it and you should just be able to repost it and reuse it. Um, and so you, there's just that added value for being a member and just another another tool that you can use in your um, communities for your practice. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I didn't know it started a yeah. couple of years ago. I was like, when did that start a couple months ago? No, well, oh, we're pushing it out to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's our ongoing battle is how do we make sure we constantly get our members realizing all the great resources that we have and that we've done. And yes, the PPS website is there and I'd always encourage people to keep going to it and looking for it because there really is a tremendous number of resources there for members and not just marketing and PR, but with finance and advocacy and billing and payer relationships, it's all there. And I cannot imagine having being in private practice and not being a part of PPS. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, the the conference is coming up in November in Chicago and both of you ladies will be there. Correct. Well, obviously Sandy, you'll be well, there. Yeah. Um, Michelle, yeah. <laughs> you will also be there. Correct. Of course. Yep. And you know, I think it's important and we kind of talked about this before we not, we went on the air that, you know, the, these gatherings are certainly more than just the educational content or the clinical content that you'll be getting, but it's networking. It's networking for you. It's networking for your employees, um, your administrators. So it's not just the therapist. It's not just a, a PT owner that can go to this. So I encourage you, if you are interested in learning more about how practice runs, it doesn't mean you have to own your own practice. But I would encourage you to check out the programming and see if something there sparks your interest and kind of get your butt to Chicago, right? <laughs> exactly. So I, I think yeah, I mean, it's I, important to know. It's, I completely agree because I do think this common thought is there, oh, this is just for owners. But even from mm -hmm. our practice, um, we take a team of like five or six people out there. And it's a great opportunity for us to like be off site and do work. But it means, you know, that there, there's things on compliance, there's things on the different EHRs out there. There's so many components that are involved with running a practice. It isn't just for the owner at all. There's customer service, there's systems, there's how to get the best out of your therapist. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much good program programming, but there's also so many people out there and you're surrounded by people who have the same values as you and they just everyone wants to help each other I mean in the end that's typically what physical therapists want to do we want to help people and if it's not patients then we're wanting to help our profession and help other um, physical therapists yep. yeah Michelle I didn't know that that you did that we it's uh, our partners and managers it's one of our um, face times together we all go to the private oh. practice conference too so yeah, and like you said, anybody in leadership roles um, looking or to become, want to become a supervisor or manager, a hospital or whatever, there's completely a lot of content. And again, I think we're the most, one of the most friendliest sections uh, in APTA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also, and, and I agree, it's a great way to bring different um, leaders out. There's also the administrative certificate, which mm -hmm. I've had staff go through too, which is for your purely administrative people. But it brings them, it gives them a really well-rounded overview of from HR to billing to scheduling to systems. I mean, 
so many different aspects to being an administrator and in, in a private practice and, and that's a, a, another great resource and I know many practice owners will, will take their administrative staff out to go through that tract and it's a whole certificate as well. Yeah, so it sounds like, you know, there's a little something for everyone, if you will. Um, and this is, I think, my third or fourth time going. I don't remember. I think it's my, yeah. I don't remember. I think if this might be my third. Um, but well, I'm and you're, slate, you're slated to run for nominating committee, too, which is, uh, they I, say, one of the most important spots on the, in, a, in a section. We I get to know. pick our future leaders. Yeah. I am. I know. I was, Thank you. I was telling people, I was like, I was nominated by the nominating committee to be on the nominating committee. It's like <laughs> something, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to have been not nominated for the nominating committee. And, you know, I think I'm like, a, I consider myself like a super connector, you know, I know a lot of people and I can easily meet people and chat and all that other stuff. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think the voting opens, well, this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. So just so people know, mm -hmm. tomorrow, we're recording this on the 28th, but this will go live on October oh. 2nd. <laughs> but that's okay. People obviously know we're not live. Um, so <laughs> I guess voting's open. <laughs> so if you're part of the PDF <laughs> section, um, go on and vote. Uh, and, you know, so as we wind things down here, um, I'll ask you guys the same questions that I ask everyone at the end of each episode, and that is knowing where you are now in life and in your career, what advice would you give to yourself uh, fresh out of physio school, a new PT? Don't, wow. all don't all jump in at once. I know. <laughs> I know, it's a hard question. Um, it's a great question, though, because I've got so much that I would tell myself. Um, I, I, I would tell myself that um, your whole career ahead of you, and I think I mentioned that this the other day, it, it, it's a journey, and it's hard work, and it's going to be, it's going to have its highs and lows, but you know that you know my father used to say this: the harder you work, the lucky you get. But you have to trust yourself and just work hard and learn about yourself. Be the best that you can, because if you're being the best that you can as an individual, then you can be a better physical therapist. You can be a better leader. You can be a better wife or mother or whatever it is but keep working on yourself like get to know yourself take care of yourself and keep moving forward and take responsibility for yourself because you're you can only you can only have a true effect on what you say and how you act and how you evolve and so really you got to take care of yourself before you can really take care of anything else so just keep pushing forward and being the best you can be. Yeah, Sandy? Well, well said, Michelle. Um, I would say first, welcome to an amazing profession. I'm very happy to be one of their peers now at this point. Um, really wrap their brain around the fact that as a physical therapist, they have a significantly unique skill set that no other pro pro profession has the accumulation for. And um, as we act as professionals and take good care of our patients 
and advocate for our profession and our patients. Uh, PT is going to be around and driving for many, many, many years. Great. Well, those are two great pieces of advice for uh, that you would give to yourself and that I think a lot of PTs, honestly, regardless of where they are in their career or in their journey, um, can take that advice and run with it. So um, I just want to thank both of you for coming on and everybody. If we talked about a lot of different things, all the links are going to be in the show notes over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So we'll have all the links on PPS, the peer-to-peer -peer group, uh, the Women's Summit, Lolly's book, at Sharon Dunn. We'll put it. We'll put it all out there. Um, so don't worry. You can one click and go straight through it, uh, straight to it. So uh, thank you, Sandy, and thank you, Michelle, for coming on. I appreciate your authenticity and candidness. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much, both of you. <laughs> and you know, we'll we'll also have links to your. Uh, to your PT practices as well, so people can check them out and see where you guys are coming from. And to everyone who tuned in to listen, thank you so much. I wish you all a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.